Welcome back to another night of Walk It Out. My name's Gretchen Cannon. I'm the community pastor here at Grace Church, and uh, we're going to continue talking about uh, becoming a disciple, what a disciple looks like, um, and all of those components that go with that. But before we begin, I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for what and who you created us to be, which is conformed to your image. And Father, I thank you that we don't have to effort to do that. Our effort is to sit with you, to be with you, to live connected to you in our mind, our will, and our emotions. And when that happens, like we have the privilege of being conformed to your image. And so just as we talk tonight about some of these truths in your word, in your scripture, Father, I ask that you speak to our hearts what you want each one of us individually to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, a couple weeks ago, we talked about just abide ways and works, our definition of what a disciple is, someone that abides in him, and out of that living connected, it creates a like um, it creates a, a manifestation of his character and his nature within us, which is walking in his ways. And out of living connected to him and walking in his ways, then we go and do the works that he did. We don't do them apart from. And we've looked for a couple of weeks about different scriptures that have, if you go back to the triangle, abide ways and works in it with the flow and the arrows. Well, today we're going to just talk about abiding. Like, what is that word? It, it's interesting. The last um, several weeks, that's been a popular question from some of you watching, but also just some um, people that I've come in contact with. Like, what does it mean to abide? Well, when you look at that word in the Greek language, if you have a Strong's Concordance, it's number 3306. But it just means to stay, to abide, to remain, to wait, not to depart, not to leave, but to continue to be present. Now, when we're talking about abiding in this aspect, we're talking about like our mind, our will, and our emotions, our actions, our behaviors, not our spirit. So if you're in Christ, your spirit abides with him 24-7. It can't get away from it. Like it's regenerated as a new creation. Well, there are times though, many times if we're honest, like we don't live connected to him. We don't live out the reality of what our spirit is doing all the time. Maybe in our thought life, maybe in our attitude. And so as we look at what abiding is, I want you to keep in mind, we're talking about the soul and the body. We're not talking about the spirit. And obviously, when we get to heaven, that's when we're going to get a glorified body and, and our body will, be, will uh, be glorified and remain with him. But when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about our actions, like the way we manifest him through this vessel. And so, when you look at that Greek definition, to stay, to remain, um, to not leave, to continue to be present, 
In order for us to abide, we have to have the reality that as a born-again believer, our spirit is so connected to him and is like is abiding with him all the time. And so we choose then to have our thought life remain there in that place. And not just that, like in the morning when you wake up, wake up with him in mind and then continue to stay present throughout the day in your emotions, in your thoughts, all of those things. Continue to stay present with him. Continue to dialogue with him. And so in order for you to abide, you have to be connected in your soul. I'm not talking about your spirit, but in your soul. So like getting up and and spending time dialoguing with him in prayer, in worship, through scripture reading, through just communion and fellowship, just sitting in his presence. And then when you leave that moment, maybe to go take a shower or, or go make yourself breakfast or, or go to work, take him with you. Live connected in the reality that your spirit man is born again, abiding with him all the time. Live that in your thought life, in your emotions and different things like that. But it talks a bunch throughout the scriptures, and we're going we're gonna to go into quite a few. We're just going to hit on them briefly. I encourage you, if you know how to eat the word, ask the Lord, what scripture should I set with you in? What scripture should I eat? Those of you that don't, just look at the scripture. Ask him, like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to reveal to my heart? Jesus, what are you speaking to me? And then what am I going to do about the truth that you're giving me? Like, how am I going to partner with living in the reality of this truth? And so as we're someone that lives connected to him, that is essential before we can have his character formed within us. And it's essential for us to do the works that we saw Jesus do. Now, there are many times, and we talked about last time in Matthew, about um, a perfect example of somebody that went and did the works, but did it apart from him. Like, it will produce nothing. It's dead works. And so we want to live in the reality of connected to him, abiding in that loving union with Christ. And so let's take a look at some of these scriptures. I'm going to start in John 15. Now, I encourage you um, to go uh, and read that passage from verse 1 through verse 17. But I'm just going to read a little bit of it here. Uh, verse 1 said, I am the true vine, and this is Jesus speaking, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And verse 4 says, abide in me and I in you. Now, the reality of that is our spirit man is abiding with him and he is abiding with us. Like it says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Uh, even in Matthew 28 um, at the end of that chapter. But he tells us here, to abide, that means to continue in, to remain in him, in his presence, in his mindset, in his thoughts. And then uh, it says, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. 
So right there, it's just living connected in this union and this partnership. I'm going to skip down to verse 9. It says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. So abide in my love. So here, in, in just these first nine verses, it tells us that we are to abide in him, that he is going to abide in us. And then it continues to state that. And then it says to abide in his love, not just in him, but even more specifically in his love. And then if you go on throughout the passage, it talks about if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, this isn't transactional. So put on your new covenant lens here and read the scripture through the new covenant. If you're keeping the commandments that Jesus gave us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our might, and we love our neighbor, each other as ourselves, like we can't do that apart from the person that is love. So this isn't tra transactional. This is factual. When we abide in him and when we stay in that love, we will keep his commandments. And that's evidence that we're abiding in him. I want to go on and read a couple more verses. John 8, 31 and 32 uh, says, and, and a lot of people quote kind of the end, th verse 32 a lot. Um, but verse 31 is the precursor for it. Jesus was saying to those Jews who believed him. So he's talking to believers. If you continue, now that word continue is the same Greek word for abide, 3306. So sometimes it'll show up in scriptures as abide. Sometimes it'll show up in the scriptures as continue, dwell, remain. It will look like that in our English language, but in the Greek, a lot of times it's the same one. You'll want to go to a Strong's Concordance or BibleHub.com and actually see if that's 3306. But it, Jesus was talking to the believers and he says, if you continue in my word. Now that doesn't mean scripture because like Jesus' scriptures weren't even documented yet, but it is the things he teaches us. It is the things he says. But not just that, it's the person of him. If, if you look at that word, word, it's logos. And it's the expression of a thought that the Father has. Like, that's what Jesus is. Jesus is that. But I'm not going to get into that. Let's go back to abiding. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you shall know the truth, and the truth's shall set you free. So a lot of times we talk about knowing the truth and the truth will set you free. And that is a kingdom principle. But man, that verse 31 needs to go with it because the way that you know the truth is to continue in his word as a disciple. Like that's how you know the truth and it to be set free. Let's look at 2 John uh, 1, 9 says, anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teachings of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. So right there, it's, it's talking about in order for you to have the Father and the Son, like your spirit is in union. You are abiding there. 
but our mind, our will, our emotions, our behavior, our actions needs to abide in the teachings of Christ. If it says to turn the other cheek, then that's what I need to do. Like if that's what we saw Jesus do, that's what we need to do. That's what I have to choose to tell myself, Gretchen, you need to align yourself with what you saw of Jesus. And that's abiding in his teachings. Like he walked those things out and modeled us uh, how to live. Let's look at First uh, John 2, 24. It says, as for you, let that abide in you, which you've heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you will also abide in the Son and in the Father. And so that goes back to the teachings, that goes back to the things that you heard from the beginning about the character and the nature of Jesus and who he is. And it talks about the Son and the Father will abide in us. Like The scripture is full of places where it tells us to abide and it gives us the cause and effect, like it gives us the byproduct. If we abide in him, we will produce fruit. If we abide in his love, we obey his commandments. I mean, there's no striving there. We just live connected to him and we begin to look more like him. Let's look at Matthew 4, 4. It says, but he answered and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The only way for man to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God is to spend time with him, live connected with him, to abide in his teachings, to abide in the things that he showed us and taught us and modeled us. Otherwise, how do we learn to hear his voice? Like, I can tell you when my kids come into the room, it's in the middle of the night, and I hear their voice, it's pitch dark. I don't know what kid it is unless I hear their voice. It's the same with the Father. The way that you know what he says and for you to live by every word that proceeds from his mouth is to know him, to know his voice, to stay connected and remain and live with him. I love this verse in John 14. Uh, we're going to read 16 through 18. It says, Jesus says, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper. Now we know that's the Holy Spirit. That he may abide with you forever. Like Jesus is telling them, there's going to be a time where I'm not going to be around here anymore. But I'm going to send you a helper. Actually, the Father is going to send you a helper because he gives us good gifts, right? And that helper is going to abide with us forever. Verse 17 said, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That word dwell is 3306. He's going to remain in you. So right here, and, and then it wraps up in verse 18, that I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So right here in these passages, it doesn't talk about us doing it. It talks about the byproduct of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, that he is going to remain and stay with us forever. He will. 
Like it's his promise. I mean, that's refreshing. We can rest in the fact that God has chosen to make us his dwelling place. Set in that. I mean, who doesn't want to live connected to a God like that, that loves us that much, that, that would sow his own life within us by the Holy Spirit? 1 John 5.12 says, He who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son does not have life. Like when we live connected to him, life is a byproduct of what we have. John 6.63 says, It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you or speak to you are spirit and they are life. And then the last one I read, want to read for you today is John 10, 14. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. So right here, like when we live connected to Jesus, not only does he know us, but we know him. Like it's familiar. Just like when my, one of my sons walks in in the middle of the night and says, Mom, like even with the whisper, I can hear his voice and I know who it is. And I can, I'm able to tend to them and meet their needs based upon whatever it is. So I want to encourage you, <clears throat> like as you sit in the reality that your spirit man is connected, living 24-7 with the Lord. He is abiding in you and you are abiding in him. I want you to live in the reality of that connection, of that life union, of that dwelling, that partnership. Live in that reality. When you live in that reality, you can't help but abide in him. Like you're choosing to stay connected to him. Spiritual disciplines are great ways for us to renew our mind. Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We want to renew our mind to the things that he taught us in scripture. We want to renew our mind in edification of prayer, maybe praying in the spirit, worshiping, like edify ourselves in the spirit. Those disciplines are great. Setting in his presence is another way for you to get connected in your soulish man to be able to walk out the reality of that remaining there all day long. So I want to close with this. Like learning to be connected to Jesus as the vine, as your source, with authenticity and honesty with the Father is just ongoing receptivity. It's being consciously aware that you want, you desire and your attention is to receive from him. So my question to you tonight is, maybe it's one of these passages, maybe it's a truth that I spoke out of them, but what is, what is Jesus speaking to your heart? What are you going to do about it? And now go walk it out.